Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, this is an announcement to say that the Policy Podcast is now available on Patreon. Patreon is where I'll be adding exclusive behind-the-scenes content, exclusive questions that I'll be asking my guests, and many more clips from the Free Flow Force and much more, as well as the Positive Podcast merch that'll be on there as well. You can click in the link in the bio and it will take you to the Patreon page. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Rebecca Allen. Rebecca Allen is a yogi, spiritual teacher, and blogger. In this podcast, talk about her journey, mindset, spirituality, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it. Right, Rebecca, it's uh, great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Thank you very much. It's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're welcome. It's, it's great to have you on. And I just kind of thought I'd introduce you into kind of how you kind of got into what you do because you're very much into like personal development, you mm-hmm. like uh, into health and wellness. You have a podcast called um, is it in- Invisible to Invincible? Yeah. Invi- Invisible to Invincible. How did you kind of like get into like this kind of area of things? So I sort of started my social media journey, which is where it's all really kicked off, uh, when I, unfortunately, I got diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2019, and I had as well polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, all of these diagnoses, um, and I had to change my lifestyle in order to boost my immune system to get rid of it, basically, um, because with cervical cancer, it's to do with a virus that 88% of the population in the US for example have this virus but it lays dormant in your body unless you have a prolonged period of time where your immune system is down Um, and that's unfortunately what I had 
as a result of an allergic reaction to something else, but that's unrelated. Anyway, um, so the doctor said, look, you've got, you know, we're going to come back in, in five, six months to see if it's gone away. You've got this sort of period of time now to try and boost your immune system, change your lifestyle, change your diet to make your body a zone for healing. And I hadn't really, you know, and I was both mentally and physically, I'd been in a very sort of victim mentality hadn't really wanted to change anything about my life or myself and I was very mopey and unhappy and not really doing anything about it and lots of other things were going on in my personal life which was just it was just all a massive crisis I was in an abusive relationship I had lost one of my very very close relatives followed by my dog my house flooded everything went wrong basically within a period of sort of well it was 18 months really everything sort of really went wrong and then I got sick as well and I just thought right you know that's it that was I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna change I'm gonna give myself the opportunity now to restart and even if I thought you know the mentality I went in with because I was fully aware that the plan may not work I may I may still try as hard as I can and get to the end of six months and still have the cancer or get the cancer back Um, but I went in with the attitude that no matter what I will have given my body my body the best six months of its life sort of thing because I hadn't hadn't put any energy into focusing on what I was putting into my body both emotionally and physically before then and I thought, right, how am I going to keep myself accountable for this? Aha, social media. I had mm. always been quite chatty on Instagram, um, always posted things that were quite personal, just hadn't posted that often, really. But I was always very honest. And I sort of carried on with that and then started posting every day or three, three to five times a week, I think it was at the end. Mm. Um, and uh, I sort of amounted this following then. And people were following both my fitness journey because I did a lot of fitness, things like that. And also my health journey, the food journey. And then as it's grown, the emotional and personal development journey. And I've done done loads of sort of courses and coaching and things like that now for myself personally to get to a place where I'm now impacting other people through the things that I have learned through this transformation journey, really, from both physically and emotionally. So that's really how how it all started and my other social media accounts like TikTok and YouTube and um, everything like that has sort of grown around that and the podcast I started in I think September which is very completely random and I was like oh just I'll just do it and it's become something and I'm sure you'll feel the same about podcasting like once you get into it it gets addictive it's so much fun yeah. it's hard work really really hard work but yeah. so much fun and like I love doing it. I love speaking to a huge variety of people. I learn a lot from it. And I think a lot of people get a lot of value from the stuff that I put out now as well. So that's really the very short version (laughs) of how I got to where I am now. That's, that's really, that's really like inspiring and motivational in like, you know, like hearing your story and, um, you know, the things that you came, you know, up against and the things you came across and, how you decided, you know, to kind of turn that around and ultimately be like, you know, how can I change the situation? You know, how can I, what can I do? What can mm. I do in this time to change it? And, you know, to, to not sit back and to worry about, you know, X, Y, Z and, and the, the circumstance and to actually, you know, do something and to work on yourself and to develop yourself. And, you know, you, you changed it around and, and, you know, pivoted and you know you're you can provide value to other people through you know sharing your experience and what you've kind of been through yeah and 
you know, developing yourself because ultimately, you know, like we have a choice, then we, at the end of the day, you know, what, what, what can I do in this situation? What can I do in this time? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've, you've flipped it around. And I think, you know, it's, it's really nice hearing your story that you, you've been able to do that. And I think, you know, in, I think in difficult times, uncomfortable times, you, I think part parts of us kind of grow in that time. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Like we we gain like resilience, and we can then share our story, which you know can help other people. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely been a journey for me, and I didn't expect. Well, my intention wasn't to end up helping people. I went in very much with a personal mission and everything that happened outside of that was was a bonus really and I've said a lot like in terms of building on yourself what you will find is you know I was I because I would think I was so resentful for what happened in my childhood and things like that and then to my my adult life being a bit of a mess as well I think I was so resentful I was like I don't I don't care about anybody else I'm not here to help anyone else I'm you know I was very very selfishly motivated which is absolutely fine when you've been through you know a huge run of rubbish things um it's absolutely fine to have a little bit of a pity party feel a little bit sorry for yourself um but as time went on and as I healed more and more of those past wounds and past emotional traumas and things like that I found myself then offering advice and people would reach out to me for advice and I'd be giving it not because I was trying to prove anything to myself but because I wanted to benefit them and it just seemed to become a second nature this sort of wanting to help people thing and you know again like I said I didn't intend to end up that way but now it seems to be kind of that's going to end up being my profession my calling which is just amazing how how it turns around like that when you don't expect it to you know Mm. yeah that's it and I think that's definitely it isn't it like you know something happens in your life and you ultimately your calling and and what you're gra- what you're gravitating towards just kind of comes to you if that makes sense you know mm. I think when you know you're like this is it and I think sometimes it doesn't always make sense you know you're just doing what you're doing but there's this thing on the side that that is telling you to look at this you know like you need to go towards that do you know what I mean yeah. like you kind of and like you said by before you know it you're helping other people even though before it's not really something that you thought would happen or something that you kind of thought you would gravitate towards. It just kind mm. of is kind of what it is kind of thing. You can, yeah. And people are seeing, you know, what you're doing and your story and, you know, reaching out to you for help and advice. I think that's, that's priceless. You know, if you can have that and help other people, you know, how yeah. rewarding that is. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is good. It is. It's exciting that I can have, that impact you know little old me didn't really think anything of that but it's it's almost like sort of the reward for going through all the hard stuff is then feeling like I'm being able to share that how I've got through things and using the lessons I've learned I'm not wasting all those hard times because they're not a waste at all that you know it's like I say about bad days bad days are an opportunity for for personal growth rather than pauses in progression you know it's Mm. all about using these negative moments and negative experiences finding what you can grow from them realizing how resilient you actually are realizing the strength that you actually have and knowing that you can tackle absolutely anything absolutely anything and when these fears then crop up when you think the what ifs you know what if what if that happens just like it did last time particularly in in relationships as well what if you know so and so leaves me what if 
my mum dies, you know, I can handle it. I know I can handle it because I've been through so much hardship before. I've been to my absolute lowest point, my absolute worst point, you know, I've been through the points where I felt like I've tried to kill myself sort of thing. You've been, I've been through these moments and I look back and I didn't have even half the coping mechanisms and learning mechanisms I have now. And if, if those situations happen again, I know that I have the strength to get through them, even though, you know, it'd be rubbish to have to go through things like that, but it's yeah. life, isn't it? It's, we, we can't, we're not owed anything here. So um, yeah, no, it's it's amazing that you can make the bad stuff end up being good. Yeah, that's it, and I think that's it, isn't it? You know, like and and going through that and and turning it around, and that you know, as you mentioned, which I think is key, is that we're not you know owed anything. You know, like there's mm. you know some people. I think I used to be like that in the past. At one stage, I felt like. I was owed something, you know, it was quite arrogant. Mm. And but like, you know, that things just had to come my way. And it's it doesn't work like that. I think it's it's incredible how, you know, like you can you can turn things around and, and how you go through certain situations and you've been in certain places, you know, and pushing through that. And you know, like when you've been to the lowest, you can push through that and you grow and it just shows you how resilient we are as people and human beings and how we are stronger than we think, you know, and when, how we can push through and grow and help other people. And I think it's, we're all kind of here for a purpose, really, if that makes sense. Don't you mm. think? Like we've all got our own calling. We've all got our own meaning and purpose. And I think, I, I believe that things happen for a reason, you know? Um, yeah. I think about, things in my past you think it all kind of builds onto you as a person all these small events or big events it all kind of dominoes and and builds you to who you are if that, if that makes sense over time even when we kind of don't really realize it yeah and that like the process I went through when all of those bad things were happening at that point in my life there was a moment actually I went to Scotland just before my last surgery and I, I went on this solo Scotland trip slept in my car you know mm. explored everywhere it was I'd always wanted to go I'd never been and it was the most incredible trip of my life sort of thing I, I just yeah. after everything I'd been through it was it was a real refreshing experience and I was still in the midst of it all 100% in the midst yeah. of it all I was still heavily grieving I was still about to go in for my last surgery which then had a huge healing process after that as well but mm. I remember sat there thinking ah it all makes sense now all of this mm. makes sense now you know and that 2019 was that year for me it was the hardest year of my life but also the most transformative transformative and you know I, I would never be where I am now without any of it. I don't know what I'd be now without any of it. Probably just, you know, sat on my sofa being miserable, like mm, <laughs> moaning about life. I mean, I'd never, I'd never get to the point where I'm now, where I'm like, I have to do the work. I realize now mm. I have to do it. And like you said, like, it's about getting access in your ego and being like, right, pipe down and acknowledging that your ego's there, that your ego's present and mm. that we make mistakes. We do things wrong. And that actually admitting them, admitting that you've, you know even in in debates and arguments things thinking oh actually your point of view is is valid and I haven't thought about it before and I'm gonna take yours in and take notice of yours mm. knocking that ego down and letting everything else in and being more open-minded to both yourself and other people it's actually really refreshing and it feels really good so mm. it's, you know it is about it is about that as well really yeah 
No, it's definitely key. And I mean, it kind of makes me think back to kind of like um, things that I went through in my, you know, I had a massive ego uh, as a teenager and, you know, like I had to have like a big accident for the for me to kind of come out of that, snap out of that ego. Mm. Um, and I think it's, it's kind of what, it's like a blinder almost, you know, people are, you know, they're, they're blinded by their ego and, you know, either pleasing people or whatever, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's, you know, your, your genuine self is far more, you know, like deep, deep down below your ego is who you really are. Mm. Um, that, that ego is just like, the, we all have an ego and, you know, we're people, but there's that healthy balance with it, isn't it? And I think, you know, it, uh, and when you mentioned with, uh, you know, going to Scotland and, and going there by yourself and, mm. you know, those, you know, you're healing and, you know, you're, you know, had those operations and, and probably ultimately like trying to find yourself, you know, trying to grow through that, you know, and yeah. I think it's, it's important to spend time by ourselves. And I think there's a lot of growth to be taken from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, having spent majority of last year, so I spent six months of last year, not even dating or anything like that. Obviously we had a pandemic, so which doesn't help, but I intentionally, <laughs> yeah, it didn't, yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> I intentionally sort of, when I split up with my um, ex, I split up a year ago and then I sort of dated really. And then from, was it uh, summertime from July to December really I said right that's it absolutely nothing not even not even gonna show any interest or anything like that and I would recommend that period of single life to everybody I think I honestly think you cannot develop fully as a human without being an adult being a single adult and finding a way to make it fun because mm -hmm. the single life and I, I talk about a huge amount because like relationships fascinate me but um you know being single has, has become such a negative thing it's become so you know stigmatized and the wrong thing and abnormal to be single whereas it's it's absolutely not and in fact if we go in life with the mentality that we're only whole in a relationship then we're never going to be happy because in relationships you'll then become codependent and rely on other people so much that you lose your own identity because you become an us you know whereas if you find yourself in that single phase and feel so content with yourself then that you're not going to let in these the people who don't like get to where you are who you, your boundaries are so much more secure and mm. you're so confident in who you are that even if you know prince charming comes along but he's whatever he's not quite he's not quite good enough for you then you're strong enough to chuck him away because you're like I'm not giving any of this amazing time that I spend with myself to anybody else because mm. why would I do that the person that you choose to be with has to be an addition not a necessity you know they have to be mm. better than the time you spend on your own so no I I think being single and spending time alone even if you're not single if spending time alone is so so valuable and it's different to you know you can be alone in the house but it's about you know I take myself on dates I'll go to the cinema when the places are open I go to the cinema and even <laughs> even like a few weeks ago 
got in my car, got a meal deal from Boots, went up to uh, see the hills and stuff and watched the sunset with a picnic in my car and a nice orchestral soundtrack. And I was like, I'm on a romantic date with myself. You know, it's stuff <laughs> like that. But you just think, you know, treat yourself like you would do in a relationship. Like you are your own yeah. soulmate. We are the only people that we're going to be with through our whole lives from the beginning mm. to the end. May as well mm. be best friends with them, you know? Mm. So... Yeah. No, I love that. And I really connect with that. I think it's it's so true, isn't it? I think people. I did a video about it yesterday. Actually, funnily enough, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking there's something about being a human being. Like people sometimes fear being alone, mm. or they don't like being alone. But you know, like there's so much to be taken from being kind of you know single. To get to know yourself to understand who you are to have that good relationship with yourself because ultimately you know like I, I say that relationship you have with yourself is going to have how you have relationships with other people if that makes mm. sense it's like if if you don't know yourself you don't like yourself or whatever that can come into like you say codependency and if you yeah. have a relationship with someone and I've experienced it that you may put on the other person or the other person may put on you because you're not fully okay in yourself so do you know what I mean and that's yeah. kind of sometimes why things don't work out I find and uh why there's so much to be taken from being single but there's the stigma around it sometimes it's like when people probably mention turning 30 there's this stigma around turning 30 like okay it's just a number you know yeah. but but being single you need to like you said kind of treat yourself and and to love yourself and to be able to do things like that by you know having a picnic in your car or whatever like or going to mcdonald's drive-thru which i do yeah. sometimes and i'll just sit somewhere listen to music yeah so but, but these things are important because like i said it's us with ourselves in in our lives mm -hmm. and it's who we spend most time with you know and if you can have that okay in yourself and then if someone else has that okay in themselves then I mean that's kind of how it should work if that makes sense because then that that's that's kind of like what I think but I, yeah. I agree and it's not it's not about you know having to be completely healed and everything to go into a relationship the way we need mm. to sort of look at relationships more is an opportunity for a safe healing container having mm. that somebody around who is secure who is healthy who is you know, they have their own issues, you have your own issues. If you see yeah. somebody as perfect, then it's absolutely, you know, there's codependency issues there. Nobody should ever be seen as perfect. We should always yeah. be able to recognize the people that people have flaws and acknowledge them and respect them and try and find ways to navigate around them whilst knowing that they're there, you know? But mm -hmm. having sort of a healthy relationship is about creating this bubble, this zone of safety where you can say things out loud that you only ever say inside your head, you know? Mm. feel so comfortable with that person that they give you that opportunity to voice things and they question it mm. and they you know provide a different a different kind of side of view yeah and and looking at relationships rather than as we must be together all the time we must everything we do must <laughs> be you know must be as one is having two separate individuals who who you know are just run next to each other not not us like stuck to each other like glue run along mm. next to each other and and you know egg each other on every now and then and sit there and you know want to want to have a cry want to have a chat want to mm. talk about deep stuff then you can as well as having fun mm. you know 
rather yeah. than what it's what relationships is, have become which is I, I think I shared something on my Instagram yesterday which is this post about people saying um oh you're you know you're the perfect one you're the only one I couldn't live without you kind of thing that's unhealthy that's unhealthy I couldn't live without you that's unhealthy that's codependency you know that's not a safe space for you because that's your soul then just ruining all its boundaries because they're so attached to somebody else but we've been taught that that's the only way relationships work because Hollywood shows us that it is you know <laughs> that's exactly what we've been we've all grown up watching as these fantasy love stories where everything is perfect and we must be mm. with somebody and it must be exactly like this so we think it should be we think if we're not feeling that super you know highly activated feeling all the time and god there's yeah. an absolute there's a problem here there's a crisis in a relationship you know and that's where a lot of i think issues do stem from it's from mm. this expectation that we have been spoon-fed but you know. yeah no it's i find i find relationships so interesting to talk about and i think like it's it's like a journey almost and i think it's you know trying to just figure out what it is that you want you know and, and the, the stand you know having those standards and and i think like relationships have to be that place where you can communicate and like I say you know it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows like you know that's kind of there's going to be those days where you know, things might happen or mm. argue or you know but they, that safe place where you can share how you feel when you talk about you know like that safe place you mentioned where you can be you and that other person understands you and respects you and, mm it's not out of their needs and you know all of that because yeah. it's you know that, that happens sometimes and sometimes like you said you can lose yourself and then over time you're kind of blind to it sometimes and then it's much harder to get out of so i think it, it's so important like i said to to for it to be mutual and balanced and to be healthy ultimately you yeah. know and to think about what kind of people you're attracting into your life because i think I mean, I was, I was thinking like sometimes we have subconscious patterns where we can attract certain people into our yeah. lives. And I'm an empath. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've attracted certain people into my life that weren't, you know, overly good for me. And I think it, like, a lot of it comes down to self-awareness, you know, as well, probably, you know, being aware of yourself and your energy. And you mentioned, um, you know, your time and energy is important. It's something you can't necessarily get back. And it's, I think it's so key in relationships because it's it's your health as well, isn't it? You know, and you think about yeah. the things that you went through, you don't want to, you know, you wouldn't want to go back to that place. That, do you know what I mean? Like mm. that that's kind of how I see things. Yeah, you know, it's it is really interesting. And going back to what you said about attracting sort of the wrong people and things like that, in spirituality, which I'm I'm big into yeah. as well, we call it mirroring. So like you attract people into your life that you're mirroring some kind of reflection of. So, you know, the first sort of people I started dating when I was dating again, uh, were giving me back the things that either, either, either the things you're lacking or the things you got too much of. So for mm. example, um, me being a bit of a, oh, I don't want a relationship, you know, I'm not, you know, commitment issue sort of thing will then attract the people who are emotionally unavailable, you know, because that's exactly what I'm giving off um, and, and stuff like that. Like it's, we, and then, you know, as, as very typical with me, I'm then all like, oh no, wait, I do want a relationship, but I'm now into this situation where I've, I've attracted yeah. that person, you know, 
Um, but it's about you know having the boundaries and being really, really strict with those boundaries. I would never be able to do that. Like I'd never get into that situation again now because of where I, how much I've learned and stuff. But um, I'm like massively, massively strict with my boundaries now to the point where I won't, if, even if I've been dating someone for like two months, if somebody was then like crossing one of my boundaries repeatedly and I was like, this isn't okay. And I'd had that conversation with them. I'd be like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm gone. That's it. I'm not thinking, oh, I can't live without them. Oh no, I'm going to miss them in my (laughs) life. Do you know what I mean? Like, cool. I've enjoyed the time we've had together. Um, Everything is temporary. We do not own people. We do not own relationships. We do not own that connection they have with us. They can walk Mm -hmm. away tomorrow and forget you even existed and start slagging Mm -hmm. you off to their parents. Do you know what I mean? Like that perfect, that perfect life that you create in a relationship is all temporary. And there's no point in clinging onto that for the sake of, wanting it to be in a box wanting it to be this perfect relationship in us you know in mm. this box mm. rather than thinking no we are two separate people with our own lives our own worlds our own dreams and aspirations and missions and challenges and we can help each other with those without becoming attached to them you know mm. yeah nice no, nice no, really key and i think there's so much growth to take place in relationship i think you know sometimes you might grow so much and then you might outgrow the other person or they you know, you meet them for a set of reason amount of time and it's like, okay, you you know, this is my way and that's your way. And mm. th- but I think ultimately, you know, you should be able to grow with that person and encourage them as well. And I, I agree with you. And I think it's it's so important to talk about as well and, and think about because ultimately on our own path, trying to, you know, work it all out. And um, I was thinking like what, so like in your uh, like podcast, like what do you focus on? Like what's that about? Like kind of what do you kind of go into in your podcast? It's a real range of topics Um, because I am so super personal on my Instagram and so super emotional. And I basically, you know, I call it brain vomit. Everything that I go through in my head, yeah, gets written down. (laughs) Everything, absolutely everything gets written down. Um, So I I sort of started out with a, the, the title really gives it away, the invisible to invincible. I like focusing on challenges where people have gone through some period of growth that has transformed them. Um, and I like sharing how I've gone through certain situations and gone through certain things. My last podcast, which is out today, actually, is called the Bad Day Survival Guide. It's tips and tricks that I've learned. Literally, I mean, I'm talking over the last three months. That's how much I'm growing constantly. Mm. These aren't you know lifelong things I've had. I'm learning all the time at the moment um, from the resources I have and things like that. And um, I just my podcast is about giving people. A different perspective usually one that's a little bit it hits it's hard it's a quite you know hits home a little bit a little bit brutal sometimes a bit like whoa Rebecca all right don't attack me here you know um because sometimes we need that sometimes we get yeah. sat with being you know at the comfort and the safety and the everything's perfect and I can't you know I don't want to change I'm comfortable being sad to right that's it snap out of it you know that's sort of sometimes the approach I do go for on my podcast so that's that's great that's really that's really nice and I think sometimes people need that you mm. know some people need that you know come on <laughs> you know that, yeah. that 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 perspective switch you know that 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 you know stop that, that reframing of their perspective and their yeah. mind you know I think exactly. it's, it's quite powerful and I think it's nice that you can do that you, you've got that platform where you can share you know your experience and what you've got going on and then you know interview other people and see their stories and and what they're you know what they've been through and how they've changed and i think it's 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 so rewarding 
you know, and and impactful, you know, doing podcasting. And, you know, we're talking about it before, it can be quite addictive. And yeah. it's, it, but there's so much growth, I think, you, that you can experience in yourself and through other people as well, you know, listening to it and watching it mm. and taking, you know, goodness from what you put out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very good platform. I'm very lucky to have the sort of influence I do on there now. Um, and, you know, you have to be careful with it as well because yeah, everybody takes in from social media what they choose to take in. So people who really have an issue with social media are like, oh, it's always so toxic, so negative. Yeah, if you choose to follow toxic, negative people, it will be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the choice that you make. And I'm still now, every day, seeing accounts that I would have followed maybe five years ago, popping up and thinking, this doesn't sit with my values anymore. Therefore, I'm going to unfollow them because otherwise I'm just feeding myself toxic information. I use my social media now when I go on it for my own personal use as an educational platform. The people I follow, the people I see the stories of and the see the posts of are all my spiritual teachers, my spiritual gurus, my mental health coaches, people that I get information from rather than, you know, so-and-so's got lip filler or you know, a new Gucci bag, you know, <laughs> it's about what you choose to take in as yeah. much. And again, that's yeah. another brutal hitting home thing because you want to sit there and be like, oh, it's social media's fault. It's, you know, it's social media that's mm. giving me this information. No, honey, you're choosing to follow them. You're choosing to follow the people that are toxic. We have a choice to make. It's hard unfollowing people that you've been watching for years because you, you've got to be realistic with yourself and be like, no, actually that isn't healthy. And I need to be honest with myself about that now. It's difficult, mm. but yeah it's no I agree I think I think that's a really good point to make I I heard someone say the other day oh you know don't like social media or it's not very good and I was like well kind of say it said something similar to what you just mentioned is like it's the tool it is a tool and it's up to you how you want to use it and Mm -hmm. what you want to look at and yes there's an algorithm and all of that but just being aware of it and you know, like on the news feed, things pop up sometimes yeah. and you can get drawn in. You know, like kind of looking at why you're going on there. Like, you know, what am I posting some am I going on there to network or message and that kind of thing? Yeah. It's you have to kind of be very careful and sometimes you can learn the hard way. And some I mean, for me, I remember Facebook back in the day and people at school I was with having arguments and then my family getting involved and yeah. then I was like <laughs> and, and um that's why I rarely go on Facebook now but uh yeah you have to be aware don't you you have to be accountable for yourself ultimately don't you mm, absolutely absolutely and you know each platform is different like Facebook is very different to Instagram in that sense and you monitor what time you use on each one Instagram I spend a lot more time on than the other apps because that's where I get my value from but again yeah. I'm not taking in stuff that's bad for me and even it's funny because even sort of last week you know we're still in day three million thousand of lockdown here and it's like (laughs) you know it gets frustrating when you see people abroad who are so I follow a lot of a lot of my coaches live abroad so that's where they actually live and so you know normally I'm fine with it but sometimes when I'm seeing them you know on a beach yeah. or with all their plants and things I'm like oh god and it, it did get to me a little bit last week and I had to pull myself away because I don't you know they are they provide the most amazing content the most amazing educational information for me personally um and that you know they don't you know they don't mean to 
brag about no, them living where no, they do no. and it's just it's just that was me then being that was my issue that wasn't their issue that wasn't them being toxic that was me taking that in I had to step away be like right Rebecca let's have a chat about this okay you, mm. you're not going anywhere you can't travel until at least the summer you know mm. you've just got to you know and if somebody once said to me you don't find yourself in a suitcase you know it's 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 here it's inside it's in your heart that you find yourself yeah. and as much as I'm craving to travel why am I craving to travel? Because I want to escape. Why do you want to escape? Because everything feels so torturous and trapped right now. Okay, yeah. what can I do in this situation to deal with this right now? Because there are no mm. other options. I am pushed up against the wall and I have got to deal with the cards that I'm dealt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And I think that's something that I've definitely kind of related to recently. And I think like I've got friends, I've got loads of friends in like, uh, you know, America and some people in, in like, uh, Dubai and stuff like that, and and it's pretty much pretty much open there. And and part of me did kind of I don't know, part of me well, one stage to feel a little bit like that. You know, I kind of thought, oh, you know, oh my god, they can do X, Y, Z. But then, uh, you know, after that chat with yourself, you know, like like yeah. you just mentioned, and to just sit with yourself and you know, kind of have that little chat to yourself and and tell yourself, you know, things are gonna be okay, you know, and. Uh, it's just different there and that that's okay you know good for them and stuff you know mm. and and but yeah it, it, it can be difficult what we let in sometimes if you're not careful it can really impact you but I think ultimately if you can you can have that power as you said to go away and be self-aware and to have that chat to yourself then you can jump you know I and push through that and yeah. shift through that and it's a difficult situation I mean for, for a lot of people and I think but the, there was that silver lining to it, you know, what how, What can I do in this time? What can I do? Okay, you know, I can't control this, but I can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I think, I think it's great what you're doing. I think it's great that you're using, you know, you're, you know, you're growing in your, you know, from your experience and you're helping other people and you're mm-hmm. doing something that's positive and impactful and you're providing value and you're doing something that you love and enjoy. I think that's, you know, what we should all do and, you know it's really nice to see you doing that as well yeah thank you no it's it's uh it's enjoyable and like I said I didn't mean for any of this to happen but when you tune into yourself your your dharma your purpose it finds Mm. you as corny as that sounds it does it it finds you when you start aligning with the things that are true to yourself everything else falls into place yeah that's it and I was just thinking like do you have any favorite like books at all that you like to read or anything like that uh, so my favorite book, my personal Bible is Eat, Pray, Love. And it's very, mm. you know, not, it's not very unique, or, but it, I just, <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert is my idol. She's the writer of this book um, because she is the one that made me realize I could write about my feelings and it wasn't illegal to talk about my feelings to the general public. It's not a crime. It's different it's different and you know it's changed a lot over even the last few years it's become way more acceptable um but yeah she talks about her emotional processes and everything and her emotional journey and there's so many quotes from that book that I use you know in my life day in day out I really really relate to it and her all of her writing actually I think is is really phenomenal yeah so yeah that's that's awesome I mean I've seen the film. My mom, I think it's my mom's favorite film, actually. So I've mm. seen the film, and yeah, it's 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 nice that you know we can we can listen to things, yeah, audio books or read books, and and 
take things from. I think there's a lot to learn from books, you know. It kind of they can really make you think about, you know, your own life and you can draw from that. Yeah. Another one would be a book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And it's like, if you've ever read The Secret or anything on manifestation stuff, it's like a step up from that. Basically, I call it the university version of The Secret. Um, mm. And, I, you know, I love that. I love that attitude that's like, right, get up off your victim mentality and start doing the work sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it's you know, about that and about with manifestation, you know, focusing on a feeling rather than an actual thing and stuff like that. But that's and a whole different, a whole different subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It sounds a really good book, and I'll definitely have to check it out. And I think manifestation's like really deep, and I think it's it's real though. I think people can manifest what they want, and you know, as long as they put in that that work and they work towards what they, you know, I think wanting to happen if that makes sense mm. um but yeah it's, it's powerful stuff and um i was thinking do you have any like role models or mentors like now or like kind of growing up um so elizabeth gilbert the writer of that book yeah. all of her everything that she you know where she shows up on social media and everything always really really aligns with me she's so authentic so honest um i think you know she's definitely been my she's the person that I'd want you know you know when they ask you who do you have at a dinner table sort of thing she'd be the only one I wanted I think she's just incredible um and then I follow a couple of sort of my coaches on Instagram are you know actually just individual people that I've just really yeah. really resonate with and like I do suggest that to people the the kind of coaches and gurus and guides that connect with you are so unique to you and so mm. unique to the issues you're facing so like there's one that I've been following for ages called Emea Sabine and um that I think I'm now at the point where I've probably learned as much as I can from her and then another one will appear at some point for me to find my next lesson you know mm -hmm. so it's great having role models but they sort of change a little bit with me as time goes yeah. on um as I learn new things from different people mm. That's it. No, I really like that. And I think like people, as you said, you know, Romanos change and that's okay. You know, mm. I mean, they, they're not meant to, well, as people say, they're not meant to stay in your lives the whole time. So like, mm. You know, you're meant to grow and kind of have them for a period. And um, yeah, no, it's really important, isn't it, to have role models. Like you said, sometimes it's not always the famous people on TV, it's the people that we know. You know? Mm. And, I, and, I, and I feel like that as well since network to people on social media you meet people you know wow you know look at what they're doing you know yeah yeah absolutely no that's great and uh, where, where can people find you on like social media and like um your website if if you have one so all of my social media handles conveniently are the same it's at rebecca allen with four a's in between nice and long uh i know it's brilliant it's catchy catchy and yeah. <laughs> uh my podcast is called invisible to invincible and it's available on all major streaming platforms yeah no that's awesome and i'll definitely you know share your details in the in the link and in the bio and yes. you know I'll definitely you know share your content as well for you and put it out there amazing yeah no you're welcome but i hope you have a great day yeah thanks so doing. much for having me on it's been a really good chat no you're welcome welcome Awesome. Got it,